Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brain fog. Insomnia. Moodiness. Achy joints. Weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. All the latest on gadgets and stuff with KFI's resident, handsome nerd. It's Tech Tuesday with Rich DeMuro. KFI AM uh, 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And today, Election Day. Oh, you didn't know that? Uh, and it is raining uh, cats and dogs. Where do they get that expression, raining cats and dogs? I want to do a show on that, you know, where these expressions come from, because they're so much fun. Uh, also, uh, one of the, the big news items that we're carrying is uh, the fact that uh, the uh, rain uh I think it's going to affect voting. It's not may affect voting. I can't see how it won't, which is good for Democrats because Democrats vote early. Republicans tend to vote later and at the polls. So we'll see what happens. Tomorrow we'll have an idea. In the meantime, uh, on a Tuesday, it's time for Tech Tuesday with uh, Rich DeMuro, KTLA's and our tech reporter. Morning, Rich. Hey, good morning, Bill. Um Great book, by the way, for you about why why we say things like raining cats and dogs. It's a book uh, I found at my wife's grandmother's house called Why Do We Say It? Oh. And it basically it's it's like every single cliche expression we've ever said. It's all alphabetical. And you just you know pick a page and it's like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Everyone, I every time I look at one of those, I go, how did we get that? And, uh, and then I forget about it instantly until the next time it comes up. Hey, and make a good podcast, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, it would. It would. Uh, and that's a good idea. I was looking for where you get that. I appreciate it. All right, we've got a few things that uh, are we'd like to cover uh, while we're letting the election process. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm going to talk more about that uh, this morning. But let's uh, have a, a little bit of fun. If you're an error B in B uh, customer which I am, I do use Airbnb, more fees, more money we're going to spend? Well, they're going to try to make you more aware of the fees and money that you're going to spend. So, you know, Airbnb started out as a big alternative to, you know, the established hotel brands, right? And it was supposed to be cheaper, supposed to be easier. 
uh, less of a headache, less hassle, more fun, closer to different things that you want to do. And it is a lot of those things. But one of the things that, have, that has gotten out of control, and everyone sort of knows it, are all the fees. And the problem is when you search on Airbnb, you find this great place, and then all of a sudden when you get to checkout, it's like, oh, wait a second, a cleaning fee, this fee, an occupancy fee, all these other things add up to you know, 20 to 30% on top of the price. And so now, uh, to make things a little bit easier, CEO of uh, Airbnb, Brian Chesky, one of the founders, says, you know what, we hear you, and we are going to put a full um, you know, total price in the search results. Okay, so that's a good thing. I'm sorry. I'm, I, un yeah. I, I misunderstood. Thought it was just oh, yeah. simply going to be more money, but it's not. Well, They're it just probably gonna be, is. Well, okay, well, that's <laughs> sort of a given. Uh, Airbnb is, when you look at the history of this thing, it is so uh, interesting because it did start as just uh, you're going to put your house up for a couple of days. You're off on vacation, rent your house. And then you had these corporations come in and people buying property for the purpose of listing them on Airbnb, and it became a business. Yeah. I uh, have uh, have they limited it yet to, to 2 weeks a year or 4 weeks a year? No, I mean the the Airbnb like you said, I mean people are are growing small businesses on this platform, which is incredible. Um I think it's also put the hotels on notice for a while because um you know, and they still are. It keeps hotels on their toes. Because you know, when anyone that's close to, you know, somewhere that people want to go, can put up a room for sale. It's like, okay, great. Uh, I can stay there for a hundred bucks versus two hundred at the you know hotel down the street. I think the the big challenge with with Airbnb is the appeal and making it appeal to people who traditionally like hotel rooms. Uh, you may not win them over, but I think you do with the unique aspect of what Airbnb can offer. But again, uh, the prices, the chores, you know, when we, you know, if you check out of an Airbnb, you've got a list of a laundry list. Of, I mean, I've stated a couple of these things. It's a laundry list of the things you need to do. You know, it's like move in day, move out day, at like, you know, your apartment, uh, clean the floor, sweep this, put the trash outside, close the last gate, you know, turn the, the locks to, uh, you know, certain code, whatever it is. And so the CEO also said, look, we get it. There's, there's some things you have to do to like check out. But all of these unreasonable checkout tasks, like stripping the beds, doing the laundry, vacuuming, those should not be part of your stay at Airbnb. So we're going to now work with uh, some of these, you know, established ground rules on what people can ask you to do and what they shouldn't ask you to do. One last word about Airbnb, and we had just uh, talked about how uh, Airbnb, or Airbnb is establishing a new policy where all the junk fees, the additional 30 uh, percent fees that you have to pay on top of the room itself or the uh, facility itself is now going to be included so you get an idea. One of the things about Airbnb, which always pissed me off, so you go into an Airbnb home, uh, and if you have a few people, uh, you know, for example, when I travel with my family, I mean, there's two rooms and a hotel. If you stay in a nice hotel, you're going broke, and you have to eat there, and, I mean, it's expensive. So you stay in yeah. an Airbnb, and you can buy your own cereal and milk, and you're going to be okay. Uh, is the issue of learning how to work that room. Yeah. How, how do you operate that? How do you so turn true. on the TV? How so do you turn true. off, you know, how do you watch cable? Where are the light switches? Yep. Nothing standardized and nothing. And it's every time it's different. And some people might like that, but that it's funny because, you know, this is what we talk about when we stay at Airbnb. It's like the amount of the learning curve of just figuring out the home or the place is always like the first day. It's like a full 24 hours. And then, and then you get the hang of it, and then it's time to leave. 
And then also, Bill, and I'm sure you've noticed this, there's a couple things that don't work. You know, they advertise like this amazing fire pit or something. And it's like, oh, that's what they consider a fire pit. You know, it, it might have been one at some point. Uh, yeah, I, I find it uh, just very difficult, almost to the point where you're right. The learning curve is so extraordinary. I mean, I can't figure out where uh, at my place uh, where all the light switches are. I mean, and I'm not joking. I walk around. I'm trying to figure that out, much less in a brand new place. Well, uh, hey, my, by the way, would yeah. there, I would think there'd be a procedures manual. There would be a binder that you would be handed and just say, here's how you work our house. Sometimes there is. It depends on how, you know, how good the host is. I've I've been in places where there's definitely a binder. But then again, it's like, do you need a binder to stay in a place? I mean, I never got a binder. Well, I guess they do have them at hotels. Um, I like the hotel rooms where... You put the the key in the switch by the door, and it turns on and off all lights. That's the, by the way, Bill. I think we should start a a trend here. Every hotel room should have a master turn on and turn off switch. Like I'm talking, every light comes on, every light goes off because sometimes you just want all the lights on at the same time. But you go around the room, you have to like find every little tiny switch. Yeah, it's. It's pretty depressing sometimes, but you're saving money, and sometimes you're not because they can get pretty pricey. Uh, I just saw a video. I want to go in that direction real quick. I just saw a video of yours. You're, you're, ra- you're wearing this rain pod thing, and it's such a clever invention. And today I'm going someplace after the show, and I'm parking across the street Ooh. from the building that I'm at. And it's uh, not going to be fun to get there. I'm going to be soaked. Uh, so it's at Rich. Uh, it's uh, uh, at Rich on Tech, right? Yeah, Rich on Tech on Instagram. I post this video every single time it rains in Los Angeles. It's my favorite thing. It's, a, it's actually a real product. It's called the uh, Under the Weather Pods. And when I first posted this, people thought it was a joke. They thought it wasn't a real thing. No, it is. If you go to Chick-fil-A's in, you know, even in the L.A. area, I think, um, around the U.S., they have partnered with this company, and they, they wear these, like, it's kind of like an umbrella that you wear, but it's like a, a whole body, like, pod. Like, you can sit in it. You can, I don't know. It's pretty incredible, but I, I think you'd get made fun of if you actually wore it. Yeah, no, I saw it, and it really looks clever as hell. I didn't think it was funny. I just thought it was clever, and you can see it uh, at Rich on Tech on uh, Instagram. All right, uh, let's uh, move in a different direction, and you visited a SoCal development, and this is definitely the future, where the power doesn't go out. That each uh, home, each home has solar, backup battery, the community has a backup battery. Now, we know that all new homes have to have uh, and will have uh, uh, solar, and I don't know how many years it is, a couple, three more years where new developments have to have solar. But this one takes it to another step, doesn't it? Yeah, this is an all-electric community. This is a KB Home community out in um, Menifee, and it's about it's going to be about two hundred and you know two hundred and twenty homes when it's all finished. But this is an experimental community. They actually partner with like a whole bunch of people: Southern California Edison, Kia, um, SunPower, all these different companies to build these homes and to build them standard with everything you need to be electric. So every you know it's it's solar. Um, it's got the water heater that's all high-tech. It's got special insulation in the roof to keep it uh, really cool, even in the attic. It's got a battery in the garage, so that's going to power the house if, uh, you know, the grid goes down. But then also the entire community has a battery. And so every house that has solar sort of, um, you know, connects to this battery for two reasons. It'll charge it during the day when everyone's using their solar. And then if the power ever went out on the grid, 
basically there's about a one second time when everything switches over. So this is called a microgrid. So you've got the big California grid that all the houses are on, but then they become their own microgrid where they can supply their own power uh, from this battery. And so it's an idea that's been kicked around for a long time, but because this development is brand new and they can do it, um, you know, they're trying it out and see how it works. How big is a battery that uh, powers an entire community? Yeah, good question. That was the one thing they could not show me because it's not finished yet. So that was the first thing I said. I said, oh, I want to see this battery. So let's put it this way. The battery inside the house is a pretty sizable battery. So that's for one house. So I'm guessing this battery is going to be a pretty sizable operation once it's up and running. Um, And the other thing that I thought was interesting, Bill, is the exclusions to this. So just because your house you know, it flickers for a second. They showed me when they turned off the power how it just kind of flickers and then it switches to this internal power system and then the community power system. Uh, There are a couple exceptions. Number one, your uh, air conditioning is not going to run during a power outage. It just uses too much energy to do that. Um, Number two, EV charger, that's not going to work. So you can't sit there and charge your car when there's a power outage. But some of the homes are equipped where they can actually run off of the EV battery in the car. So that's called bi-directional. So that's interesting. Uh, The dryer, you can't dry your clothes. The water heater is not going to work. And the electric cooktop is not going to work. So you're going to get basic functionality when the power goes out, but your home is still going to be up and running, like, and especially your refrigerator, which is very important. Oh, yeah, that's critical. I mean, I have a a generator at uh, my house. I don't have batteries. And I put it in, you know, a bunch of years ago when I built the house. And it is a basically doesn't power the entire uh it doesn't power the uh entire house it powers the refrigeration Mm -hmm. powers a microwave oven it powers heat but not air conditioning right right uh, and a couple of tvs uh so i'm able to at least live that way and i redid it with a a, a solar system uh a few years ago yeah Uh, but um still pretty pricey and no batteries i've always wondered uh, in terms of uh, batteries, and, and I don't I don't know why people don't think of this. I don't have batteries. What I do is have a connection to natural gas, a natural gas line that it switches, and then if the gas line goes out, I actually have propane tanks. Wow! Uh, as oh, you're of, like in a bunker. No, not really, not really, uh, because it isn't all that much money. Because your natural gas uh, line, all you're doing is doing you know some minimal work. It's not a big deal. Uh, the propane tanks are a different story, but I'm wondering why everybody goes to batteries. For example, uh, is anybody doing solar today, Rich? Uh, solar today, what do you mean? Like is where? anybody powering their house with solar today in the rain, in the storm? Oh, well, no, but but here's the thing. I mean, so, yes, you want to... You want to have your battery last as long as possible, you know, during these outages. And let's, you know, I've lived in Southern California for a long time. And in my home, you know, we've had, I can remember probably two or three major outages. One time someone crashed into a telephone pole near my house and it it popped out the power. And that was just, you know, that was a natural thing. That was just a a person getting into an accident. Um, That's, you know, in that case, these would switch over to your internal battery and then your community battery. Um, But days like today where you're, you know, where it's rainy, I mean, there probably is a certain level of UV that's that's, uh, you know, being generated. I'm not sure. I'm not an expert in sun power, but, uh, you know, the batteries are supposed to get you through some of these stretches if you need it. Um, But again, these houses are not solely powered by the sun. They are still, you know, Southern California Edison still puts a power line to these homes 
Um, they're just trying to experiment in ways of making this grid even more sustainable and use less energy. By the way, I should have mentioned this earlier. These houses use up to 40% less power than similar homes. These were beautiful 3,000-square-foot homes. Wow. So you're talking 40% less is a pretty sizable difference. It is. Rich, thank you. Uh, at, at Rich on Tech, and also watch that video, which is a lot of fun. And we'll catch you next Tuesday. Thanks, Bill. Enjoy the rain, because we're all going to get wet. I wish I had the thing that he uh, has on his uh, video. What I do is I give him phone numbers of the lawyers that I hate. Yeah, professional cornholing. Uh, yeah, I thought it was something else, too. Handle on the news. Oh, late edition. Now, Bill Handle. KFI AM uh, 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, if you've missed any of the show, uh, we upload it uh, after every hour, the previous hour. And uh, we cough all the way through it. Uh, and uh, that's on demand uh, on uh, the iHeart app. Uh, it is time for Handle on the News Late Edition with Jennifer Jones-Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me, directbuyers.com. The hassle-free way to sell your home at a fair price in 10 days or fewer. Visit directbuyers.com. Lead story. Well, if you've been living under a rock, two things. Number one, you're wet. And uh, number two, uh, you don't know there's an election going on today. It's uh, a midterm. And for us locally, we've got a couple of important races, particularly for the mayoral race, Karen Bass versus Rick Caruso. And uh, it's the fact that it's raining, and I mean it is raining, uh, it, uh, the story is it may very well uh, deal uh, or uh, – uh, it will, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It impact. will affect impact, will affect turnout numbers. Uh, yeah, uh, the word may, I don't think, is a big issue here. Of course it will. It's well, difficult to go out and vote in this weather. And I think they're nervous because there are a lot of people who request mail-in ballots, but they like to take them and drop them off at the polls on Election Day. You know, be still be part of the process, but they don't want to stand there yeah. and vote. So those could be the people who are like, eh. I know I filled out my ballot, but do I really want to get in the car in this rain and drive to a polling yeah. place and drop it off? Um, you know, you don't have to. You could always just go put it in your mailbox. Yeah. Uh, this year, uh, I actually uh, voted by mail. Never done that. I've always gone to the polls because I happen to be one of those people that enjoy uh, exercising this franchise by physically going and holding on to the ballot and saying, this is democracy. It's just you teach, you touch it, you feel it. And uh, I didn't. I mailed it, uh, which thank God I mailed it. You know, <laughs> God is saying, you've been a good boy, Bill. We're going to, uh, we're going to give you some kudos for doing that. Did you feel any differently doing the mail-in versus actually going when it was all said and done? Uh, I did because I was uh, eating a greasy sandwich at the time oh, and uh, the oil uh, just dripped all over it. So it was uh, oil stained. Yeah, I felt a little different. Okay. Okay. All right. We are keeping an eye on these evacuation orders for the L.A. burn scars. So you've got 25 homes that have been in the Duarte area where they have the fish fire. Those homes have been evacuated already. Then you've got many areas in Orange County where there are burn scars. Silverado Canyon, Williams Canyon, Majeska in the Bond Fire burn area. 
and they've issued, I believe, voluntary evacuation orders in those areas. But this will start, it started already this morning, these flash flood watches for the burn scar areas. It'll be in effect until 7 tomorrow morning. Some of the heaviest rain will come after noon today. That's when we could see the rainfall coming down half an inch, three quarters of an inch an hour with a total rainfall of around five inches, according to the National Weather Service. Yeah, this is no joke, this rain. And you're going to see some flash flooding. You're going to see those burnt areas have some real issue, debris flowing down the mountains. Uh, this morning driving in, uh, it was uh, it, it was a serious, serious rainfall. I went through some of these puddles on the freeway, and the water just, um, of course, just sprays out on both sides. And you know how you're driving, and, you, and you're driving at speed. Today was 50 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, the water itself slows you down. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of that happening on the freeway today. Didn't stop people from buzzing past me at 75. <laughs> They'll show you. Yeah. Well, what is now Tropical Storm Nicole is projected to become Hurricane Nicole before it makes landfall on Florida's East Coast Thursday morning. They've got hurricane warnings now in place um, near, let's see, near the Volusia Flager County line to Boca Raton. And what they're saying is this is strengthening in the next 36 to 48 hours. I also just saw a report that uh, Tropical Storm Nicole has impacted air travel in the area, especially the Miami-Dade uh, places. So if you've got maybe a connector going through there or somebody coming in or out of Florida already, they're seeing flights impacted by this. I got a question. Uh, at what point uh, do you get it that God is telling you not to live in Florida? Uh-huh. <laughs> the only problem is uh, extending that line of thinking. God is telling a whole bunch of people not to live where they live. That is absolutely correct. Uh, when the next big one comes here in Southern California, I think that same conversation is going to happen uh, with the rest of the country. Uh, you know, we have uh, CNN and Fox. We have monitors here in the studio, and I'm always looking. Obviously, they're on silent. And uh, I just saw on CNN, uh, they're reporting uh, some numbers uh, between Mehmet Oz and John F- Fetterman. Uh, and there they are. Uh, Fetterman, 0.00. And uh, you've got uh, Oz at 0.00. I'm wow. assuming they actually haven't started counting, is my guess. Or no, it's they just can't. that tight. I know. I know. It was just fun. This is CNN, like trying to get all the metrics, all the templates in place. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what we're looking at. Uh, Let's uh, finish Handle on the News, late edition with Jennifer Wayne and me. Uh, $2.3 billion now. The Powerball jackpot. Nobody won yesterday's drawing. So there you go. Keep chasing that dream, kids. Someone is going to be a very happy camper uh, the next few. Eventually, although, the you know, remember earlier in the show, I was pointing out there's starting to be people claiming that it's rigged, that there's something fishy going on with the Powerball. And after the word came out that nobody won the jackpot this time, those threads are increasing. Yeah, well, it's 4142. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh in a row that haven't uh, they haven't pulled a winner 42 but, times but, you know it's not like it's that stupid thing of if you flip a coin that somehow the more you flip it that the odds aren't 50 oh, 50 right. on right. each flip anymore right. which is wrong it's the same thing here the odds are one in um, 300 million or whatever it and is they stay the same every single day so it's a, actually it's astonishing to me how often someone does hit it 
All right, there is a district court judge in Texas that has sealed the autopsy reports of those who were killed during the Robb Elementary School shooting in May. The judge ordered all the records sealed and provided to the local DA for the purpose of assisting in the investigation and potential prosecution or prosecutions. And uh, you know what? In a case, I, I got to be honest, when you're covering a story like this and you're the reporter on the scene, you are so happy that stuff like this stays sealed because you would have to ask for it. You would have to. It would be part of your job to get every piece of information well, did that anybody, you possibly could. Anybody ask for this or the judge I'm on sure, his oh, own? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that they did. Everybody always goes, you know. Freedom of Information Act or whatever it is, if they want to get their hands on stuff like this. But I am glad that this was not disseminated to the reporters because there are some who would have been like, yeah, I want to be the first person to get this out there. And others who probably were more like me, like, oh, thank God. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know the information. Yeah, some, I would think sometimes Judge, uh, well, in this case, on her own motion uh, from the bench said, I'm sealing the records. I, mean, I hope has, she did. That has happened. That'd be great if she did. But this is based on the premise that... Um, Prosecutors wanted them to be sealed because they might be part of uh, potential prosecutions. Who is being looked at for a criminal prosecution? The only the only person who would be is dead. That's a little. If you want to say I'm doing it for the dignity of the victims or something or like I don't I don't feel like the press needs to know the the gory details that's at least sincere. This is a little bit insincere and this may sound like I want them to be unsealed and released and I don't. Oh no, no. But I don't appreciate the BS here. Oh, speaking of uh, trials, Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes request for a new trial has been denied. What a shocker. Yeah, it was a little uh, weak, the reasons that they gave why she should get a new trial. One of the reasons was that they say the government's statements at the closing arguments for her cohort, that uh, Ramesh Sunny Balwani guy, that they said something during the closing arguments in his trial that constituted newly discovered evidence. Okay, and even if it did. Wayne, uh, you want to mention something about harmless error? Yes, actually, I'll go further. The the judge here said it was it was irrelevant. So that's beyond harmless. To her error. case, <laughs> yeah, it's beyond <laughs> harmless error. It's not an error at all. And uh, then the other reason was some vague allegations of government misconduct. Yeah, you've got to be pretty specific uh, when arguing that the judge has mm -hmm. to determine that there's enough there that it could have reasonably swayed a jury. And short of that, they're going to go, hey, it doesn't make any difference, guys. Yeah, it's pretty tough. But here's the other thing. Let's say for a second, and then we'll move on, I know. If the prosecutors in a closing argument in a trial for the very first time brought up new evidence, they're in big trouble because you can't do that. Now, is that enough? And we don't know. No. Okay. Well, let's move on. I mean, on. is it enough? I'm saying no. It's okay. All right. Follow the bouncing ball on this one. So you have MIT Technology Review that says that Bot Sentinel looked at 3.1 million accounts on Twitter and says it found 877,000 were deactivated and another 497,000 were suspended after Elon Musk took over. That that's how many people you've got bailing off 
after he took over. I know that you've had celebrities. We've talked about Whoopi Goldberg just announced she's getting off Twitter because of Elon Musk. You had Kathy Griffith, Valerie Bertinelli in the news yesterday for, you know, using his name and, you know, trying to pretend like their accounts were him somehow sort of, you know, uh, trolling him in a way. So it's not that people aren't bailing off in these numbers. I don't know. Yeah, it's also, let's say it's a million out of 237 million. I don't think it really affects anybody. He here. probably doesn't care. Yeah, I would probably think says so. jump off. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll finish with this. Um, prosecutors uh, up in the Portland area have determined that uh, a man who killed another man with a sword committed no crime. When you hear the story, you will probably agree. Here's the situation. I'll be as brief as possible. You have a landlord living in the back house, and he's renting to people in the front house, and apparently there were multiple incidents where the landlord was threatening, had weapons, and otherwise made the tenants scared, so scared that one of them made a makeshift alarm that would make a shoebox fall off another box, leaned against the door in case the landlord came in again, which he did. The landlord came in in the middle of the night with a gun. So the tenant got the sword and killed him. Yes, that is how you can kill a person and not commit a crime. Prosecutors yeah. ruling that was self-defense. Of course, you, it doesn't you matter. You got to wonder why they would stick around uh, with a landlord like that. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Everybody thinks of self-defense as a gun being used. Hey, samurai swords work just as well. We're done. Uh, coming up, well, trolls and bots and Russia. Yeah, and our election. Put it all together and what do you have? Today's story. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 